Hi there, I'm JoLynn McCarthy and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. Each week, Two Question Tuesday answers randomly picked questions submitted by our clients. Answering today's questions, we have with us Phil D'Angelo, Managing Director of Focus Wealth Management, and Mike Pisani, Director of Financial Planning. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, JoLynn, how are you? Morning, JoLynn. Good, thank you. Okay, our first question, Phil, is from Billy in California. He says, I read an article about the depth of the 60-40 allocation. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, quite a headline-grabbing uh, title, the death, right, of the 60-40 asset allocation. Total nonsense. I think whenever you hear about a death of a strategy, um, you know, there's often uh, the reasons why behind it. And I think the reasons why originally were that people were very afraid of low bond yields. I mean, you got the 10-year Treasury today yielding, you know, sub-70 basis points. Um, so bonds are having a, a, you know, very light yielding environment. However, if you look year to date, the Barclays Bond Aggregate Index, the benchmark for bonds, is up close to 7%, with stocks being up close to 5 bonds outperforming stocks once again. Whenever I hear about the death of something, I always want to look into you know, who's behind it and whatnot. And who's behind it is that you know, large asset managers and hedge funds, uh, private equity, uh, who make a lot of money in charging very high expenses, very high fees, uh, by the way, for not too much performance, really, when you look at their, their performances year to date and even over the 10-year period. Um, and that's why we, we hear these headlines as such. Uh, I personally think that staying balanced in this environment is paramount more than ever. We know that certain parts of the portfolio will not make money all the time. However, again, this year, that, that 40, if you're, if you're balanced that way with 40% fixed income and, and 60% equities, that 40 is done very, very well actually better than equities with less risk. Um, going forward, will it do the same? I doubt it. Uh, however, it's dry powder to take advantage if you ever have a sell-off in equities. Having 10%, you know, a, a 60, 30 fixed income, 10 private equity, 10 hedge fund strategy, et cetera, having that 10% tied up in long-term, uh, very illiquid, high expense assets, probably not the right thing to do for most investors. Uh, especially if you get a sell-off in equities and want to take quick advantage, you know, of 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 putting that monies to work. So I think over the long term, that is an excellent strategy for a moderate type of investor. And uh, there's nothing wrong with fixed income being just that very low yielding, liquid, highly deployable fixed income. So I wouldn't take anything into those headlines. Okay, thank you. Next question, Mike. This is from Zach in New York. I recently heard about actively managed exchange traded funds, ETFs. I know Focus Wealth utilizes an ETF portfolio. What do you think of active ETFs? Wow, that's a really good question. This is something that's newer uh, on the investment landscape. And personally, I think that the mutual fund industry, which has been hemorrhaging assets for years due to the fact that they really can't perform and or match up to the returns of the S&P 500 index, uh, they're trying to find a new way to reinvent themselves. Um, over the course of time, you know, 90% of active managers in a particular calendar year 
don't match the returns of the S&P 500. And over the course of the, a longer time horizon, that number actually becomes even higher. So what they've done is they've tried to create and mimic an actual ETF strategy where you still have a fund manager, but it's selected inside of an exchange traded fund. So what you have here is a vehicle that actually has lower costs than traditional mutual funds, but still higher costs than than um, normal ex passively managed exchange traded funds. And yes, we do use a exchange traded fund portfolio here. So, you know, we have an open mind when it comes to selecting, you know, new investments, but we are very focused and conscious about fees. And so, so that really tends to be one of the more paramount items that we look at because every dollar that you don't pay in fees and investment costs, you know, that just filters right back into your own rate of return. Um, it does have added flexibility relative to mutual funds because mutual funds, they settle and you get the four o'clock price. So you really only trade them once throughout the course of a day. Whereas an actively managed ETF, you can get the settlement based off of whatever the exchange uh, determines the pricing is at that very moment in time. Um, there could be some transparency issues with them, however, because uh, mutual funds only are required to disclose their holdings as of a certain time period. Usually it's quarterly. Whereas um, if you have an actively managed ETF that has, you know, holdings, as Phil mentioned before, hedge funds, some securities that aren't relatively active in terms of mark to market and or liquidity, they could have some pricing problems. And we actually saw a number of ETFs um, lose their deviation from what they call the net active or the net asset value when volatility got crazy in the month of March. So they're an interesting tool to look at and evaluate. Um, it'll be interesting to see over the course of time if the performance of these is a little bit better than traditional mutual funds. I personally don't think that they're going to be because they're the same type of in instrument, just with a little bit more liquidity and somewhat lower fees. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Both. That's sort of thing, Mike. Good, good points. Great points. Um, also, take a look at the taxation, right? Traditional mutual funds have had a lot of cap gains uh, over time where indexes rarely realign, keeping investors' taxes very low. So for high net worth clients, using the ETF strategy has worked. Once you couple actively trading with this ETF, how much do you lose to taxes uh, in a year? Yeah, it's quite a bit. They're, they're not going to be as tax efficient as regular passively managed ETFs. Yeah. I was running out of time, so I wasn't sure if I could get that one in. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. okay. Thank you both for answering this week's questions. If you have a question you'd like to submit, email us at info at focuswealthmgmt.net. Stay safe, and we will see you next week. Thank you, everyone.